We begin today in Davches, four lines from the top of the Yomud. So the Gemara here is in the middle of discussing a machlekes between Rab Shimon and Rab Yehuda regarding the Ritzui of the Tzitz. The effect of the Tzitz is that if there's a carbon that's brought and there's a, something that's Tomei, the Tzitz appeases that it should not uh, be an issue, that it should be accepted. So the machlekes is, Rab Yehuda says that the effect of the Tzitz is only while the Kain is wearing it on his forehead. Shimon says the effect of the tzitz is even when the kain is not wearing it. So the Gemara before brought a pasik for a source for both opinions. You have the pasik on the Zayin Amud Beis on the side of the Gemara. It says, So the beginning of the pasik it says that it's mashma that only while it's on his forehead then it uh, then it forgives. But then in the end of that pasik it says, so from the end of the Pasuk, it seems that if it's constantly, it's always Meratzeh, whether it's on his forehead, whether it's not on his forehead. So the Gemara here is now going to explain, that, that, that this was the source, the Pasuk, for both opinions. The Gemara now is going to explain, according to Rab Shimon, that uh, says that it's Meratzeh all the time. So how does he explain the beginning of the Pasuk, where it says that the only when it's al Meitzach then Venosa? According to Rab Shemin's opinion, the Amma that says, that you see from the end of the Pasik that it's constantly going to appease. The Hoksiv, but in the beginning of the Pasik it says, so the Bachir says, the Girsev, that only when it's on his forehead, then it forgives. So, how do we explain the beginning of the Pasik? So, the Gemara answers, The beginning of the Pasik is just saying that the place on which we're on the body, does the Kayim place this uh, sits on his forehead? <coughs> it's not coming to say regarding the Ritzoi when it's going to be Meratze. It's Meratze constantly, as it says in the end of the Pasik. The beginning is just saying the place where it's worn. Rabbi Huda, now according to Rabbi Huda, from where do we learn out? that the place of the tzitz is on the forehead. Since according to Rabbi Yehuda, the first part of the Pasuk is coming to tell me the time of when it's Meratzeh, that it's only Meratzeh when it's on the forehead, but you need the Pasuk to teach me the very halacha of where you place it. So from where does he know that? So the answer is, Me'al Mitzchay. He says that you see from the end of the Pasuk. In the end of the Pasuk it says, V'hoyal Mitzchay. That it's on his forehead. So you don't need what it says in the beginning of the Pasuk. So therefore from the beginning of the Pasuk you see that only while it's on his forehead, then it's Meratzah. According to Rab Shimon, Why is he saying that the beginning of the Pasuk is teaching me this place where you put it on his body? Why can't you see that from the end of the Pasuk? Like Rabbi Yudah just says, it says, So the Gemara says, you're right, you could learn it from the end of the Pasik. Elo al mitzchay venosa mai ovidle. So, what uh, does he learn out from the beginning of the Pasik where it says that it's on his forehead and only then is it going to forgive? Amalach, Rab Shimon says, what the Pasik there is saying is, if the tzitz is still intact and it could be used to be worn on the forehead, then it has the effect, then it's meratza. If the tzitz is not roy to be worn anymore, if the tzitz was broken, you might have brought this example before that everybody would agree that if the tzitz itself was broken, it can't be worn anymore, then as Gemara says, if the tzitz was broken, so then you can't wear it anymore, that's when it's not meratza. So Rab Shimon also is saying that you have over here an extra pasuk, 
but it doesn't mean that only when you actually wear it is it meratzeh, but what it's saying is only if it could be worn on the Metzach, then it's going to be meratzeh. Well, Rabbi Yehuda, according to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, nishbaratzitz minole, from where does he know that if the tzitz is broken, that it's not going to be meratzeh? The answer is, nafkele mi metzach mitzchai. He learns it out from the end of the Pasuk where it could have said, v'hoya metzach tomit, and it says mitzchai, there's an extra vav. From that extra vav, you learn out th- this detail as well, that if it's broken, it's not going to be meratzeh. And according to Rab Shimon, what would he do with this extra vav? So the Gemara says, Rab Shimon, metzach mitzchai loy mashmalei. He doesn't dash in this extra vav. He holds that there's no difference. You only learn out one thing from this pasik, where to place it on the Kayin's body, on the Metzach. But this halacha, this extra vav, he doesn't darshan. Now the Gemara comes back to the main Indian that we're discussing here. This whole Indian of the Ritzui of the Tzitz was brought up in connection to the subject of whether the Tuma is Hutra B'Tzibur or, or Tchuya B'Tzibur. And the Gemara here brought that it's dependent on this Machlaikis between Rabbi Yudah and Rabbi Shimon. So now the Gemara brings other Tanoim where it seems like they're also arguing about this same subject. So name it, shall we say, Hani Tanoi, these Tanoim that argue about whether the Tum is Hutra or Tchuya, Kahani Tanoi are also the same, like these following Tanoim seem to be arguing about this subject. The Tanya, because we learned in a Braise that we quoted before, and here the Gemara brings the full Braise, and there's three opinions in this Braise. And the Gemara is going to first focus on the first two opinions. So it says in the Braith as follows, both the Kayin Godel that's being separated for the Aveda of Yom Kippur, or the Kayin Godel that's being separated for the Aveda of Paraduma, Mazanol of Kol Shiva, Mikol Chatoy Shoyisham. Every single day of the seven days, you have to spray on him from the Paraduma to, to be Metair, every single one of the days. This is Rab Meir's opinion. Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi says, not every single day. You only spray in him from the Paraduma, the third and the seventh day. Rabbi Yaisi makes a distinction. Regarding the Kayin that's being separated for seven days to burn the Paraduma, Mazanol of Kol Shiva. He has, you have to spray in him every one of the seven days. God will be Yaisi, but the Kohen Gadol is being separated from Yom Kippur, he only has to have this spraying on him the third and the, and the seventh day. So before the, later the Gemara will explain the opinion of Rab Kharinez Gana Kayanim, but first the Gemara explains what's the machlaikis between Rab Meir and Rab Yaisi, whether you have to spray on him every day or only the third and the seventh day. So my love, don't you think, this is the basis of their argument. Rab Meir Sava, Rab Meir's opinion that you have to spray in him every single day. He holds Tuma The Tuma's mace is only pushed off in a tzibur, meaning that it's only something which, if you have no other alternative, so then you do it betuma. But you make all effort in the world to do it betara. So therefore, this kayin that's being separated for seven days, and we're not exactly sure if he's a tmei mace or not. And we want to make sure that he's completely tired. So we don't, if he became Tommy before, we don't exactly know which day is the third day and which day is the seventh day from when he became Tommy. So every single day we spray in him, maybe it's the third day, maybe it's the seventh day. So therefore you know for sure when it comes to the seventh day that it'll be tired. So therefore you have to spray in him every single day in order to be sure that you got all the time, possible time that he should be able to do the Aveda Betara. Rabbi Yaisi Savar, Rabbi Yaisi holds, The Tumeh is completely allowed. Even if you would be Tumeh, there's no issue, it's totally Mutah B'Tzibur. And therefore you don't have to spray in him every single day. You don't have to be concerned about every day that maybe this is the third or this is the seventh day from when he was Tumeh. 
So Rashi says at this point the Gemara is thinking, so according to Rabbi Yaisi, why would you have to spray in him even the third or seventh day? So it's just like a chumrah, stama chumrah, or uh, yeah, stama chumrah. But the Gemara doesn't accept that. The Gemara says, <coughs> Is this a good explanation for Rabbi Yaisi's opinion? If Rabbi Yaisi actually holds that even a kind that's Tommy, there's no issue whatsoever. It's totally permitted for him to do the Aveda Bitsibur, the Aveda of Yom Kippur, Hazar Klalomeli. Why do you need any Hazar whatsoever? Shouldn't need anything. He's quarantining because of the tomb of Nida. That's not Toto Bitsibur. He has to separate from his wife for seven days, or you learn out from Shivisima and Milum. But the spray on him for seven days, why would you have to do that? It's totally Hotra Bitsibur. So therefore, the Gemara, that's uh, the, the simple pshat in the Gemara here. According to Rashi, some Mepharshim say the pshat of the Gemara is a little bit different. That uh, the Gemara is asking, if you remember before, according to Rabbi Yechenin that says that you learn not from Shivisimeh and Miluim, Rabbi Yechenin said this that you also spray in him every single day is also learned not from Shivisimeh and Miluim. Just like there, Aaron Akayin, they had to spray the blood on him every single day. So over here as well, when the Kayin quarantines for these seven days, you have to spray in him water for, for each one of these days. So it's not, it has nothing to do with a shash of Tumah. You learn not from Shivisimeh and Miluim that you have to spray in him. But the Gemara is asking, if you're going to say that Rabbi Yaisi learns out from Shiva Simeh Miluim, like Rabbi Yechanan's opinion, so why only the third and the seventh day? Why It should be every single day, like it is by Shiva Simeh Miluim. So either way, this Rabbi Yaisi says that it's only the third and the seventh day, doesn't make any sense according to this explanation. So the Gemara says, Elo, so there has to be a different Shadir. The Kulalme, Hani Tanoi, Savri, everybody will agree that these Tanoim both hold, Savri, Tumad, Chuyehi, Bitsibur. That the Tumah is only pushed off and you have to make an effort that you should be bringing the carbon Betara. Here the argument between Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Meir, if they had to spray every single day or only the third and the seventh day, the argument is as follows. Rabbi Meir's opinion is, The Tvila that it should be done in the right time is a mitzvah, that it should be done in the right time. Right, so when it comes to a person that is Tomei, so when, when is the time that he could be Tevil? On the seventh day. So according to Rav Meir, it, it, it's actually a mitzvah, that when the time comes, you should be Tevil then. And we compare the same thing also with the Hazah of the water from the Pada Duma, usually a Tmei Mace, so what's the time to be that you have to sprinkle? On the third day, and then on the seventh day. So Rav Meir holds, the third and the seventh day, the mitzvah is that it should actually be Dafka on the third and the seventh day. So therefore, according to Rav Meir, since we don't know when is the third day and when is the seventh day, so we have to spray on him every single day to make sure that you get the third and the seventh day. Rav Yaisi's opinion is, that the time, the actual time, is not, it doesn't have to be then. When it says that you spray on him the third day, it, it means you have to wait at least three days. But then after three days, if it's the fourth, or fifth, or sixth day, any time, as long as you already waited three days, you can spray it him. It doesn't have to be dafka the third day. Right? So therefore, over here, he begins separating on, on the, at, at the beginning of the seven days, and then you wait three days. So you know for sure already that there's three days that he was not Tomei. Maybe it's more than three days, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be dafka on the, on the third day. Yeah. Do they not know if No, not necessarily. They don't necessarily know what happened to him before he began separating. So maybe he became Tomei a moment before he, became, he began to separate. So then the third day will actually be the third day. But one second, but let's say he became Tomei two days before he separated. So then you should really start spraying on him the first day because that's really the third day. Yeah. 
So maybe something happened. Maybe, yeah. It's until he doesn't quarantine, we don't know what happened before. So there always could be a suffix Thomas. So therefore, if you're following the opinion that there's a the bismana, it has to be done bismana, so you should have to spray in him every single day in order to make sure that you get the right zman of when, uh, of when it has to be done. But only for the it's no any carbon tzibur, any carbon tzibur. But now, and now we're following the opinion of duchuya hibit tzibur that it's really duchuya, and therefore we do want to make an effort to spray in him in order that he should be tohir. So, so Rabbi Yaisi says It's not. There's no mitzvah to do it in the right time. So therefore, you just spray in him on the third day and on the seventh day, and that's good enough. Frakta is that Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. Vesavar Rabbi Yaisi, does Rabbi Yaisi actually hold loyam rinan tefila bezmana mitzvah that the, 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 it doesn't have to be done the tefila does not have to be done in the right time? But Vatanya, we learned in the Brayse, Rabbi Yaisi holds that the tefila should be done on the right day, which is it says in the Brayse as follows: Harei shehoya shem kosov al person that had the name of Hashem written on his flesh, so you're not allowed to erase it. You go into water, it could get erased as well. So what do you do? You're not allowed to wash yourself. You shouldn't anoint yourself. You're not allowed to be in an unclean place because the Abish's name is on your body. But then if you're in a situation where there's a tefillah, you have to be toivel a tefillah shal mitzvah. So what do you do? So we learned this in Masech Shabbos, right? So you have to tie in on, the, you have to cover the name of the Abish with a reed and the toivel. And you go to the mikvah this way. Rabbi Yaisi says you don't have to tie a reed. Yaded v'toivel kedarka. You go to the mikveh like you regularly. As long as while you're in the mikveh you don't directly by hand rub off Hashem's name. If it gets erased on its own, so then it's, it's not your concern. You, you, as long as you don't co- uh, rub it off by hand. So now, what's the basis of their argument? Whether you have to cover it with a reed or you don't have to cover it with a reed. So the Gemara and the Shabbos there gives different options of the Pshat. And the final Pshat the Gemara there says is, and the conclusion is, the Betfila Bismana Mitzvah Kamifligi. What they're arguing about is whether doing the Tfila on the actual day that the Chiyav comes, on the seventh day, is it a Mitzvah to do it right then? Tanakama Sova, Tanakama's opinion is, it doesn't have to be done dafka on that day. So therefore, what happens? You have a tefillah shal mitzvah. All of a sudden, you notice, oh, I have David's name on my body. So you're going to have to find a reed to cover it. What's going to be if you won't have that reed available to cover it? You're going to push off the tefillah. Right? So therefore, the Tanakhama holds. It doesn't matter. Even if you push off the tefillah, it's okay. The tefillah on the seventh day, that's the mitzvah to be done right then. And therefore, we don't want to make any conditions. We're not going to require him to find a reed. Because if he can't find it, then he's going to wait for the tefillah for another day. So therefore, we tell him you can go and tevil right then without a problem. So right over here we see that what's Rabbi Yaisi's opinion? That the tefillah bismana is a mitzvah. So how are we saying that over here regarding this kayan that's separating seven days, that the spraying of the paraduma on him, third and seventh day, does not have to be done bismana? So when it says, Elo, so rather the machloikis between Rabbi and Rabbi Yaisi is as follows. The kula lahani tanoi, amrinon, tefillah bismana mitzvah. Everybody will agree that these tanoim are both saying that having the tefillah in the right time is a mitzvah. But their argument is as follows. We compare Hazar to Tefillah. The, the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi regarding the Tefillah being done bizman is regarding Tevilin in the mikveh. Here we're talking about spraying the, water, the waters of the Parah Duma. So Rabbi Meir says we compare the two. 
And because we compare the two, so over here also, you have to make sure that you get the Hazan in the third and the seventh day. So you're going to have to do every single day to make sure you get it on the right day. We don't compare Hazan to Tefillah, even though the Tefillah has to be done on the right day, that's the mitzvah, but Hazan does not. And therefore here it's enough if you do the Hazan in the third and the seventh day, even though you're not sure that it's actually the third and the seventh day from when he became Tommy. Now the Gemara addresses the third opinion of the Braise, so he made a distinction between the Kayin separating for Yom Kippur or Paraduma. What's the difference? If he compares the Hazal to like we just said, so then I feel a Kayin put him Nami. That comparison should be good even for the Kayin separating for Yom Kippur. And he should have to have the spraying on him every single day. If you don't compare, so then I feel a kind of side if it's a pot and amila. See, even the kind of separating for the pot aduma, you should also be enough if you just spray in him the third and seventh day. Why here does he say that you spray in him every day? So the one answer is, like we said before a few times. Really, we do not compare the hazard to the tvila, and therefore by Yom Kippur, you do not have to spray in him more than just the third or seventh day. And the seventh day, the Kayin, Sayyidif Sapada, Maila Balma. Regarding Paraduma, this is an extra Chumrah, as we find regarding Paraduma, Chachamu were very Machmah with the Tara of this person, since we're going to be Metamehim later, so therefore we want to, we shouldn't be Mizalzal in this, so therefore there's an extra level of Tara by the Paraduma. Kaman Azla, according to whose opinion of these opinions that we just brought here, does it go, this Braise that we learned, it says as follows, Aim ben Kayin, Sayyidif Sapada. There's no difference between the Kayin separating for the Pada Aduma and the Kayin separating for Yom Kippur. Ella, the only difference is that this, the Kayin Gadl that separates for Yom Kippur, the purpose of, of his separation is for Kedusha, which means in order to be able to enter into the Kedusha Kedoshim. And his brothers, the Kayinim, are allowed to touch him. There's no there's no issue if his brothers, the Kayinim, touch him. Because the, the reason why he's separating is not for Tara. It's not for him to be toyed. It's, for in order, it's just in order for him to be prepared, to have the right mindset to go into the Kayyidosh HaKadoshim. In other words, this is the Kayyidah following the opinion that the tomb is totally Hutra B'Tzibur. So therefore the issue is not the Tara. The issue is just that he should be prepared to go into the Kayyidosh HaKadoshim. And whether you learn it out from the Shiva Simeon or you learn it out from uh, Sinai. And this is Tara. Whereas when it comes to the Paraduma, which as we said, over there there's the special Chumrah of Tara by Paraduma. So over there the purpose is for the Tara, to be tar for the Paraduma. And therefore the Ein, Echov HaKainim, Neigimbay. His brothers, the Kainim, are not allowed to touch him in order that he shouldn't become Tommy. So according to whose opinion is this? That there's no other distinction besides what it mentions here. Keman, according to whose opinion is this? Oirab Meyer. Oi, Rabbi Yaisi. It's either Rabbi Meir's opinion or Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. If it follows the third opinion in the previous Braisa, which is Rabbi Meir's he said another distinction, that by the Parah Duma you, only, you have to spray in him every single day, and by Yom Kippur you only, you only spray in him the third and the seventh day. So there's, there's another distinction that's, uh, that's not mentioned. Taisus has a different pshat in Rashi, according to one pshat in Taisus, <laughs> that when it says Prishasa Likdusha and Prishasa Litara, Prishasa Likdusha means that he's, he's separated and he's kept in the Lishkas Parhedrin. And the Lishkas Parhedrin, Taisus says, was in the uh, Azara, it was in the place of Kaidesh. Even the, the opening of the Lishkas Parhedrin, the door, was actually into Choyl, in order for him to be allowed to sit or sleep there. 
but the actual location of the Lishas Parhedrin was inside the Azara. That's why it's called Prishasai Liktoshi, separates Tarum that's holy. Whereas the separation of the Kayin for the Paraduma, if you remember what it said in the beginning of the Mishnah, was Lufnei Abira, in front of the base of Mikdash. It was in a room in the Harabais. It wasn't inside a room of the Azara. That's why it's not called Prishasai Litara. That's Taisus' Pshat the Gemara. Huh? No, no, everybody agrees where it was, like it said in the Mishnah, but the Machlekes between Rashi and Taisus is how you translate the words Prishasai Likdush. Rashi says it means that he's going to be going into the Kaidash HaKadoshim. Taisus says the room that he's going into is a holier place because it's in the Azara. goes back to the previous Braise. What did we say? You have to spray on the Kayan for each one of the seven days. Why? Because we're not exactly sure which day is the third day and which day is the seventh day of his tumma? We don't know when and if he became tummy. So therefore every day is a suffix. We have to spray on him every single day. But Rabbi Yaisim Abchanina now is going to make a cheshbin that the fourth day, there's no reason to spray on him. All other days there's a suffix, but not the fourth day. Let's see. So the first day when he quarantines, you have to spray in him. Why? Maybe this is the third day from when he became Tommy. If he became Tommy two days before he separated, so this is the third day. On the second day as well. Maybe this is the third day as well. On the third day. Maybe this is the third day. Maybe one, one moment before he separated, he became Tommy and this is actually the third day. Now, the same thing also on the fifth day. Maybe this is actually the seventh day. If he became Tomei two days before he, be, he began to quarantine, so the first day was his third day, and now the fifth day is his seventh day. Shishi, the same thing also with the sixth day. Maybe he became Tomei one day before he separated, so maybe the sixth day is really his seventh day. Shvi, on the seventh day as well. Shvi. Uh, maybe that is actually his seventh day that uh, he's Tommy. So therefore we understand all these days why the Kayan has to separate and have the, para, the Paraduma sprinkled on him. El but when it comes to the fourth day, so here there's a problem. Lomali why would you need Azar on the fourth day? There's no suffix that this is not the third day from when he became Tomei, because he's already been separating for four days. So we know that this is not the third day when he became Tomei. And there's also no reason to think that he should have to have the, the water sprinkled on him for being the seventh day. Why not? There's never a point of sprinkling on the seventh day unless you first sprinkled on the third day. Right? So over here, you never sprinkled on him the, the third day. Because if the, if, the fourth, if the fourth day is actually his seventh day, so then you never sprinkle on him the, the third day before. So then why, why are you sprinkling the water on him on the, on the fourth day? So the fourth day, there's no point, not mitzahed being, we're not concerned that it's the third day, and we're also not concerned that it's the seventh day. So then why are we sprinkling him on him at all? So the Gemara says, if that's your question, that there's one day that there's no reason to, 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 to sprinkle in him. According to your question, when it said in that price that you actually sprinkle in him the water of the Parah Aduma every single day, does it mean literally every single one of the seven days? But we know that Allah is, this is the Mishnah Psachim that we learned, sprinkling the waters of the Parah Aduma is a because you might come to carry it, that's one opinion, another opinion is because you're misakin the person, you're being metired the person, so you're not allowed to do that on Shabbos. It's only Yisimah der Abbanon. And it doesn't push off Shabbos. This was the mission we had in Masech Tepsachim regarding a person that's Tomei and wants to be able to eat the carbon Pesach. It doesn't push off Shabbos. So what's the question? 
in the seven days that this Kayin is separating, there's one day that's Shabbos. So for sure on Shabbos, you can't sprinkle in him the waters of the Pada Duma. So what are you going to say? Shiva lebami Shabbos. When it said in the Braisa that you sprinkle in him every single day of the seven days, it excludes Shabbos. So it doesn't literally mean every single one of the seven days. So hachanami shiva lebar merivi. So soto you'll have to say that the seven days that it says is also excluding the fourth day. It doesn't necessarily. It, it doesn't mean all seven days. It's excluding Shabbos and excluding the fourth day as well. So all my rabbis. So based on this, rabbi said hilkach. Therefore. When it comes to the Kayin Gadol that's separating for Yom Kippur, the date of when he has to begin to separate is not up to us. We can't choose the date. It depends on the day of the month. On the third of Tishrei, that's when he has to separate uh, seven days before Yom Kippur. Whatever day of the week, the third of Tishrei comes out, that's when he begins to separate. Right? And then, you might not spray in him for two days, Shabbos and the, the fourth day as well. The kain that's being separated in order to do the paraduma, there's no set date, we could choose what date he should be separated. We separate him on Shabbos. In order that the Revi, this the, the fourth day of his uh, of his Tumah, of, of sorry, from him being separated should be on Shabbos. So it will come out that we're not gonna lose two days that we're not sprinkling on him. It'll be the same day, will be the fourth day from him separating, and the same day will be Shabbos, so we'll only lose one day of sprinkling on, on him on him and not lose two days. Okay, the Gemara now goes back to the Mishnah. It said, Where do you separate the coin to? To the Lishkas Palhedrin. Parhedrin, Palhedrin. So the Gemara explains what this uh, word means. What's, the, what's this place? Tanya Rabbi Yudaim. Rabbi Yudaim said as follows. Was this room called Lishkas Parhedrin? Rashi here says what the word Parhedrin actually means. Parhedrin means Pekidea Melech. Those uh, people appointed to work for the king. A, a, a chamber for the people appointed to work for the king. Is that what this place is? Vahaloi Lishkas Balvati Haisa. This is a room that was always known and called as the room of the ministers, the room of the prominent people. Right? So why did they call it that? Because it was designated for the Kayin to quarantine over there, and the Kayin Gadol doing the Aved of Yom Kippur, so it got this name of Lishkas Balvati, the, the chamber of the prominent people. So why are we calling it now Lishkas Parhedrin? Ella, the answer is, in the beginning, it was called with this name Lishkas Balvati. But then in later generations, the Kayanim Gedailim, they would pay money in order to be a Kayan Gadl. And this Kayan Gadl was not a Tzaddik, and he wouldn't survive more than 12 months, and there would be a new Kayan Gadl. And then each one of these Kayanim, when they came, when they had this chamber that was prepared for them to separate it, what they would do is they would demolish the room the way it was before, and they would rebuild it for themselves more beautiful, for, to make it for themselves in a more beautiful way, to, that it should be on their name, specially made for themselves. So this room kept on being rebuilt every single year. Like these uh, people that are appointed to work for a king, that are also constantly exchanged. 
You have uh, the ministers that are in prominent positions. They're not, they're not constantly exchanged. They stay in their position. But then you have other workers that work for the king and they're constantly changed. So in the later generations, when the Kayin and Gedalim were every 12 months were changed, and the room was also changed constantly, they got this nickname of Lishkas Parhedrin, the room of those designated the workers that would change all the time.